From the newsroom of Impact Alpha, I'm Monique Aiken, and this is your Impact Briefing for Friday, November 4th. Today, I'm joined by John Hale, Director of Sustainability Research at Morningstar, to talk about what is at stake for impact investors in next week's U.S. election. Hello, John, and welcome to the podcast. Hi, Monique. Thanks for having me. But first, here's what you need to know from the week in impact investing. Keep it in the ground. That's been the rallying cry for climate activists who want to wind down fossil fuel investment and exploration. Now, a former Shell executive is launching a new kind of carbon credit to spur oil and gas producers to permanently shut down their wells. Zero Six will issue carbon credits for shutting down low-quality and inefficient wells, which contribute tiny amounts of oil and gas but account for 11% of annual emissions. Should fund managers be compensated based on their impact? Just 3% of impact funds link compensation to impact performance. In a guest post on Impact Alpha, Ani Patton Power charts the early adopters of so-called impact carry, which ties compensation to impact results. Without the incentives, she says, LPs, quote, risk seeing the impact be sidelined. November's list, that's L-I-I-S-T, of impact funds currently raising capital includes a range of climate-focused investment funds. Propeller Ventures, for example, is building a contingent of ocean-focused climate tech entrepreneurs. Black Tech Capital in Toronto is investing in Black-led climate ventures working toward a just economic transition. Four of the seven funds on this month's list are led or co-led by women. Check them out at impactalpha.com. Collide Capital raised $66 million to back diverse founders. The New York-based venture fund will invest in early-stage businesses led by Black, Latino, and female founders who are closest to the problems they are trying to solve. And finally, Solugen brought in another $200 million for zero-carbon chemical production. The company's first facility in Texas started by making hydrogen peroxide and now produces a range of chemicals made from sugars, air, carbon dioxide, and enzymes instead of oil. Solugen will use the capital to build a bioforge in Minnesota. So today I'm joined by John Hale, the head of sustainability research at Morningstar. John, we are days away from Election Day here in the United States. What are you thinking about related to the consequences of this election? And what are you hearing from investors about what's at stake in this midterms? Well, it's a good question, Monique. As 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 we um, you know look at all the early voting trends and and all the last minute uh, uh, you know appeals being made really by um, both parties, but um, you know I think that we're expecting a, a close election. That obviously the 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 context for the most of the year has been that it's uh, expected to be um, you know generally a positive election for. Republicans, and I think that makes uh, uh, folks in the sustainable and impact investing space a, a little bit nervous because uh, there's been a fair amount of progress uh, that's been made in the first two years of the Biden administration with Democratic Congresses, even though they're very closely uh, divided um, between Democrat and Republican, um, and that would would uh, probably end if if uh, if uh, Republicans took control of uh, either house. Of Congress. In fact, 
probably is probably <laughs> not a good word uh, to use there. I think it would end uh, in, uh, in terms of uh, you know regulations that made uh, impact and sustainable investing uh, you know uh, more easy to practice and and uh, 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 on, in terms of climate legislation as well. So a Republican Congress with one or both houses, what could they really do since Biden will still be in the White House as president? You know, what are what's at stake? Well, you know, I think one of the things that that they would be able to do, of course, is stop any legislative action in these areas. But um, the Biden administration has uh, several uh, very pertinent uh, rules that uh, are, you know, in the process of being finalized at both the SEC and the Department of Labor that relate to um, sustainable investing. Uh, the probably the biggest, most important one is uh, climate risk disclosure uh, to be required of uh, all public companies. Um, this is a very complex uh, rule. The SEC is currently in the process of writing the final rule in which they have to take into account the the range of public comments that they've gotten uh, on that. And, and it'll be a, a while and the right is signaled uh, that they would be challenging it in court. Um, probably using as the basis for it the Supreme Court's ruling in, uh, on the Clean Power Act from last summer. Um, the idea being that uh, climate change in general is such a major question that administrative agencies sh- uh, shouldn't be able to uh, regulate uh, various aspects of it unless Congress is given the clear uh, indication. and. And uh, so Republicans really, uh, you know, that's going to happen anyway. I think uh, what we would see in a Republican Congress, either house uh, controlled by Republicans, is a lot of um, of uh, using their subpoena power to, uh, you know, to hold hearings and bring people in like Gary Gensler, the head of the SEC. Um, uh, you know, maybe we'll see uh, asset managers, uh, CEO of asset managers being brought in to, you know, to, to defend their recent focus on ESG and how they how they use it, and how it affects their uh, investments. That would be the main thing. I don't know, uh, you know, on, on uh, other kinds of issues, it, it seems uh, unlikely that because, as you said, uh, President Biden's got the veto pen that would be difficult for them to actually press legislation at the federal level. Just sticking further on the topic of climate and COP climate summit in Egypt will be kicking off at the same time as the election. So, you know, Biden's entire climate agenda, um, what, what are we thinking about that? Well, I, you know, I think the climate agenda is, is also something that is at risk if there uh, is Republican control of either House of Congress. We're just not going to be able to pass anything. I, I feel like the right has been uh, in, increasingly um, uh, resistant to uh, really any kind of, of uh, significant climate change uh, policy, regulation, whatever you want to call it. I, I, you know, they've, I think, used the war in Ukraine this year and the, and the, uh, the consequent uh, uh, increases in the cost of gas to, uh, you know, to, to just kind of try to make the case that somehow we shouldn't do anything about climate change and we should, um, you know, double down on fossil fuels. And so, um, yeah, I think the climate uh, agenda is, is uh, in, in some danger if Republicans were to take control of either house. And 
a little bit about some other policies of particular interest to impact investors. Um, you know, SEC is considering rules around climate risk disclosure, also naming rules for funds that call themselves ESG or sustainable. Mm-hmm. Are those also, you know, essentially on the chopping block at risk? It's a little hard for me to um, understand why why um, Republicans would uh, oppose the naming rule or the disclosure rule. You know, I, I think it's uh, it, it's a matter of uh, asking for greater transparency around funds that use these uh, kinds of terms in their names, including impact, I think, and, and um, then to disclose, you know, how they uh, are seeking to both deliver competitive investment returns and positive outcomes for people and planet. I, I, I don't know that there would be a a lot of, uh, I don't know why there would be a lot of opposition to that from the Republican side of the aisle. But, you know, the uh, SEC can proceed with that that rule. They can be put in place and there's really nothing a Republican Congress could do about it without a Republican president. So all those uh, issues would be potentially, uh, um, you know, uh, revisited in 2024 or thereafter. Uh, or after the 2024 election, uh, uh, should Republicans uh, also take the White House. But what about broader economic and market considerations? What, notwithstanding inflation and the economy had been doing pretty good if you think about jobs, unemployment, and demand. And now the Fed seems to be bent on driving up rates and bringing on a recession. So what happens to impact and ESG investing in that potential downturn? Well, you know, in in in, in public markets uh, investing, e, you know, ESG and impact investors are not immune from broader market forces, and so, you know, higher uh, a, a recessionary environment, um, you know, is going to uh, hurt stocks in a lot of uh, sort of cyclical areas, and and we're going to, you know, we'll just have to I th- I think weather that. Um, it, you know, it's been so long since there's been significant inflation that, you know, the only sort of policy uh, uh, solution, so to speak, to it, I think that, that we've had uh, in our back pockets for a lot of years has been for the federal to just rely on the Fed, you know, to, to raise interest rates. And so, um, you, you know, I think it's concerning. I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that the Fed will dip the economy into a serious recession, but I am concerned that um, it were that to happen, that, you know, it would hurt Democrats even more going into the 2024 election because, you know, at some really basic um, level, uh, people, uh, voters, uh, tend to blame whichever party is in the White House for economic uh, problems, whether they've, you know, done anything about it themselves, whether they're truly responsible for it themselves. And, you know, let's face it, inflation is uh, was caused by, uh, you know, just the the disruption of the economy due to COVID, an unprecedented event, plus uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine and it's and it's uh, quite a lot higher in most other places of the world than it is in the U.S. But, you know, nonetheless, uh, um, the, the Democrats are and, and Joe Biden are likely to get blamed for it. And you 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 uh, put a recession on top of that, even if it tames inflation and, and you know, it's going to be it's going to be difficult. So I think we have to all uh, hope for the best in terms of the Fed's policies, uh, uh, you know, both taming inflation and 
um, you know, not tipping the, the economy into a serious recession. Do we have any reason to hope, given that the far right was pushed back in other countries' elections very recently? Um, can we take that as anything to signal what might happen here? Well, I, you know, I think what happens with with um, authoritarianism is that, you know, there's a lot of folks kind of sitting there thinking, well, you know, politics has just become so polarized. I'd just like for all that stuff to kind of go away. And that never works. And and so I'm a little concerned that we've got that kind of dynamic set up here in the midterms that, that you know, that, that maybe not enough people are recognizing the threat. Um, and, uh, that that could that could result in in a in a very I think negative uh, result, but it's still a few days out, and um, people can still get to the polls and 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 you know make this decision. It's a hugely important election, um, and you know I, I I agree with President Biden when he says democracy itself is at stake. So uh, we'll see soon enough. <laughs> And maybe the kids will save us this time. Well, thanks for yes. coming on the show, John. It's been a delight to have you. Oh, thanks for having me, for sure. Thanks, Monique. And that's going to do it for this week's Impact Briefing. Thanks to John and our producer, Isaac Silk. Ready to try Impact Alpha? Sign up for Impact Alpha Open, free of charge, directly at impactalpha.com. Want to go deeper? Grab a subscription and get full access to the site, Agents of Impact Calls, and the daily email brief. Just go to impactalpha.com slash subscribe and choose an annual subscription. Thank you for listening. I'm Monique Aiken, Managing Director for TIP, the Investment Integration Project. Make sure to check back for next week's briefing. And until then, take care.